Hey guys, welcome back. You're listening to The DM with Audra Brienne and Tyree. Last week, we reviewed Hulu's The Great, which is a really funny series you guys should check out. And on this week's episode of The DM, we will be reviewing Marvel's Black Panther. So Black Panther is a part of the Marvel franchise that is directed and co-written by Ryan Coogler, who did films such as Fruitvale Station and Creed, which, fun fact, Michael B. Jordan was in both of those. Then costume designer is Ruth E. Carter, who is just, she's phenomenal, wouldn't you say? Like, (laughs) she's so great. Um, House Party 2, Malcolm X, Baps, Baby Boy, Selma, Love and Basketball are just a few of the films that she's done. And then the makeup artist for this is Joel Harlow. Joel has done Star Trek, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, Alice in Wonderland, and The Lone Ranger. This is a film that came out in January, February 2018 and made quite the splash because this was the first all-black superhero film ever. And I think it did like a billion dollars worldwide. Yeah. Yeah, it was the first ever black superhero. It's the first ever black superhero film that was put out by Marvel. It came out in 2018. It's based on Marvel's comics character, Black Panther. So it has a pretty difficult story. So I'm just going to try to give you the basis of it. Basically, Wakanda is an African country. And thousands of years ago, five other tribes were fighting over this metal that contained vibranium. And vibranium is like a powerful resource. Um, Mm -hmm. They use it to heal people. They use it for the train system. They use it just for about everything. And it's secretive. They don't want other countries to know that they have it because they don't want them to take their resources. Mm -hmm. So actually Wakanda is looked at as a third world country to the rest of the world, but they are really advanced in their technology and just everything that they do. So T'Chaka was the original Black Panther and he ended up dying. And that is T'Challa's dad, who is played by Chadwick Boseman. And so T'Challa becomes the Black Panther and he becomes the king of Wakanda. And he has to do like battles to hold the throne. His mom is the queen and she's like, you're ready to become the king. He gets to visit his ancestors. So he gets to see his dad after death. And it's really cool how they did that. They were like Black Panthers. And yeah, that's pretty much the film. It That's very Lion King-like. <laughs> no, it is. I like that. I remember the scenes of because they're in like an open field, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, I, I thought it was supposed to be like heaven or something, but yeah, like the yeah, afterlife. It reminded or me of Mufasa and Simba. Again. <laughs> yeah. So the cool thing is, Ruth Carter, the costume director, did such a great job. She actually won an Oscar for the film. She was actually the first Black person to win an Oscar yeah, um, for costume design, yeah, and this she was. was actually the first superhero film to be nominated for an Oscar. So that was they, like really revolutionary because yeah, usually superhero films are passed over during the Oscars. Nobody's looking at them. Yeah, at all. And she did a lot of research. She actually researched different tribes in Africa, the Messiah tribe out of East Africa, the Himba tribe, 
which is in Western Namibia, and. Um, and they did like a play on the African, the Pan African flag, because like the Warriors all wore red, and Black Panther was black, obviously. And then Lupita's character, the spy, she was in like different shades of green throughout the story. And you guys should know there's a ton of research that went behind this, like the amount of research and sourcing and innovative technology that they use to like make these costumes makes it. It's it's kind of like Wakanda, like they're. A Ahead of their time and like how the costuming is, which is really cool because it's the future of film costume. Yeah, for sure. So we're going to start with T'Challa, who is the Black Panther, and it's played by Chadwick Boseman. And I was kind of on the fence about doing this movie because of Chadwick, but I think that this movie is so revolutionary and he made his mark Mm -hmm. that there's no way that we couldn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. So T'Challa is the king of an African nation called Wakanda. He wears a lot of black. He wears monochromatic suits. I know that when he visits the afterlife, he does wear a white suit, but usually he wears like blacks. And his designs are based off of 18th century designs embroidered with the front panel sleeves of like a Nigerian style. And they wanted to portray him as a leader to look like a king, but also a military leader. And there's one part that's funny in the movie where he is wearing sandals in his sister's lab and (laughs) she like looks down. I remember that part. She looks down and she's like, what are those? (laughs) And actually those sandals are Alexander McQueen. And I was reading an article about Ruth Carter and she was like, I still don't, I mean, I got the point of him wearing sandals, but I still don't understand why it was such a big deal. Yeah, I thought they were cute, to be honest. Like, it was kind of funny. She did the whole, what are those things? Because, like, I was like, they're just, you know, some sandals. Like, I thought they were cute. Yeah, so basically the Black Panther suit was made by another person. Like, he makes all the Marvel suits. But Ruth Carter approved of the suit. She was very hands-on with everything that went into this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. So the next person we're going to talk about is Eric Killmonger, and it's played by Michael B. Jordan. And Michael B. Jordan's character, Killmonger, was represented to be like an American from Oakland, I believe. Mm -hmm. And they showed him as a child back in 1992, and then like him as an adult. So basically, his dad was selling vibranium in the United States, and something happened between his brother who, mm-hmm. and him, and so he died. But they left him in the United States and everyone else went to Wakanda. So basically he was really mad about being left in the United States and he was trying to figure out a way to get back to Wakanda so he could become like an heir to the throne, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, he plays a villain in the movie who pairs up with, what's Andy Serkis's, um the, the villain, White Claw? Claw. <laughs> <laughs> he he pairs up with him in a bid to collect and utilize the vibranium to get back to Wakanda and like be strong enough so that he can fight the current king and overthrow him. So there's an interesting scene that he's in the museum. He's wearing like a blue denim jacket. I think he's wearing like Balmain shoes. He is a anthropologist, but Ryan Coogler wanted him to portray like just 
a street smart person. Mm -hmm. Like, not necessarily he has to look, like, nerdy. Like, he wanted him to look like he was unapologetically Black. Like, he was very aware of everything that was going on around him. and uh, That makes sense, given his haircut. Because his haircut, he's got their dreads, not long ones, like short ones, but it's very, like, haphazard and just, like, in his face. Like, his hair is one of the first things you notice about him when you see him. Yeah. And so he's in a museum and everyone's, like, following him around and, like, watching him. And they're just making assumptions based off of the way that he looks. And he wore a lot of blue. So he wore blue to represent, like, the police or to represent a form of authority because he was the rival character of the good guy. Mm-hmm. So the next person we're going to talk about is Nakia, and it's played by Lupita Nyong'o. And I love Lupita, especially in this movie. I think she studied, like, jujitsu and, like, karate because she's, like, a spy, so she has to be, like, ready. Yeah, she has a lot of action scenes in it. That's really cool. She learned jujitsu. Yeah, and she wears a lot of green and, like, earthy tones. And I'm not too sure—I know that she's a spy, and I know that they used to date, but I'm not too sure, like, what she— Her and Chadwick's character used to date, right? Yes. Okay. Then you got the queen. Yeah, the queen, Ramonda, is played by the queen, Angela Bassett. And fun fact is Ruth actually has dressed Angela Bassett before for a couple other characters. And this is the first time that she got to dress her as, like, a queen. Like, she played, like, a black queen, you know, a Nubian queen. But, Mm -hmm. like, this is the first time she got to be an actual... Queen, queen. And she has, there's this amazing, I think it's maybe the best fact of the movie as far as costuming goes. There is a hat that she wears, a ceremonial hat. There's two of them actually, but I'm thinking of one in particular that's white and like very lacy and big. And this mofo took six months to make, guys. And I, sace is what I'm saying. (laughs) That is crazy to me that it would take six months to make a hat because it was, Tyree, it's 3D printed, correct? Yeah. So basically it's 3D printed. And honestly, it did take six months to make. But when they first started making the hat, Angela Bassett wasn't cast as this queen yet. Mm -hmm. They just knew that they wanted to have something that was 3D printed. And when you 3D print it, it has to be like perfectly measured to that person's head, I guess, or to whatever you're putting on it. Yeah. And so then after they cast her, then they had to like measure it to her. Six months, y'all. It's a long time. Yeah, and it's that hat is actually based off the Zulu woman. Mm-hmm. And I guess the hat represents a married Zulu woman. And then also in the front, she's wearing like this like chest thing. And that's supposed to represent lace, but they also use like an African fabric for that. That was 3D printed as well. And y'all hang in there. We got two more characters. This is a big, big cast. That's also, I mean, that's why this movie made a billion dollars. Like, the cast is huge. It's all A-listers. So we've still got two more characters that are very important to the plot. And also, this movie is revolutionary. And I'm not a big movie buff. But if you never know what movie to watch and you ask me for a recommendation... I'm putting on Black Panther. So come with the movie ready. Snap. (laughs) (laughs) So the next person we're going to talk about is Denai Guerrera. And she plays Okoye. These words are hard, guys. We're doing our best. (laughs) Okoye. Okoye. 
So she plays Okoye, and she is an extremely proud Wakandan traditionalist from the border tribe. She is the head of the all-female special forces Dora Mileage, and she is T'Challa's bodyguard. Mm-hmm. And she wears vibrant red. Her head is shaved. She has, like, a metallic, like, sticker things on her head. And they try to add in a lot of rings and armbands to, like, say that this is the all-female army, but they all have their own, like, look. Yeah. And all of the armbands and neck pieces, because they do a lot of stunts, mm-hmm. were used like, fastened with Velcro. And they're all gold, like, really great, solid gold-looking, like, bracelets that they have, those, like, chunky cuffs that the warriors wear. I thought that was really cool. Their accessories were actually, like, what I noticed the most out of everybody in the film, because, I mean, honestly, the Black Panther, his suit is cool, but, like, because it's black, you can't really see a lot of the detail other than, like, the helmet part of it. So I found myself drawn more to the warriors. Like, I loved the scenes where it shows the community of Wakanda, like, when they're at the waterfall. That's maybe some of my favorite stuff. Like, that's, it's mesmerizing seeing those scenes. And, like, I was thinking of Ruth the whole time because I was just like, my God, you had so many people to dress. And, like, you can see when they, like, zoom in on people, it's not like someone's just, like, wearing a robe and that's it and, like, a headdress. Like, these people are decked out. Everyone has earrings. Everybody has necklaces, rings. Like, she accessorized the hell out of, like, even the extras. So this film goes above and beyond as far as accessorizing. Like, I was very blown away by that, that it's not just the main characters that were thought about. They were thinking of background people, too. It's amazing. Yeah, it's so awesome. And I love that scene with all the colors on the cliff. It's Mm -hmm. so, like, vibrant. And they use a lot of, like, kente cloth and, like, just different African garb. Mm -hmm. The last person we're going to talk about is Suri, and she is played by Letitia Wright. And she's smart. She's 16. She's the younger sister of T'Challa. She is someone that the girls can look up to. And she wants to take Wakanda to, like, the next— Basically, everyone wants to take Wakanda to, like, this, like, next level. But she really wants to take Wakanda to the next level because Mm -hmm. she's in charge of all of their, like— She's like their tech manager or yeah. something you would call. Cause, well, because she knows all of the different machines. Like, there's that scene where they're helping someone who's injured and she tells them, like, not to touch anything because there's just, like, computers everywhere. But, yeah, she's I, I'd call her, like, a tech manager yeah. of sorts. And the scene that you're talking about, he got shot the day before, like, in his spine, and he got healed the next day. So they used some vibranium to help heal him. Mm-hmm. And then she has this outfit. It's just, like, the white dress type outfit with a lace collar and it's a high fashion garment that is updated to make it look like she's a scientist to put on like a lab coat but Mm -hmm. like they thought lab coat would be too cliche so they made it young and functioning for her I liked that outfit it was like this sheer outfit with like I think there was orange underneath it like like an orange tankers like a shell underneath it but what it reminded me of is the it reminded me of the fifth element quite a bit oh my gosh. but i i really liked it cuz i could tell i was like oh, okay she's supposed to be like a scientist techie type person but she's not like Tyree said like she's not wearing a traditional medical gown 
Yeah, so that pretty much wraps up Black Panther. If you guys want to talk to me about this movie, <laughs> I will be here. He knows all things Black Panther, y'all. You don't even understand this episode of the DM. I have relied so heavily on Tyree to to steer me and explain to me and re-explain because I was like, wait, who did what and who's the Black Panther? So There's also one last thing, I think, on the Black Panther costume, there's this thing called the Orlongo print or something. It's like a triangle, and it's supposed to represent Africa, the mother, the dad, and the son. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's one of the prints that you can't really see on one of his outfits. And now we're going to talk red carpet, y'all. One of our favorite parts of this show. Yeah, so on to the red carpet. We are going to start with Chadwick Bozeman and... We're not going to go, like, in-depth into each look like we usually do. We're just going to say that he had great style. He's styled by Ashley Weston, who also styles Darren Chris, Zach Woods, Tim Simmons, and Paul Dano. Mm-hmm. And he wore, like, Emporio Armani. He wore Givenchy Haute Couture. He wore Givenchy Regular. Mm-hmm. And he also got invited to the Met Gala. I believe it was Heavenly Bodies. And he wore this Versace gold and white like get up that had a cape and I know that that look is very iconic I know people mm-hmm. know him by that look and they also know him from like doing the Wakanda thing on the red carpet but yeah like the little x symbol he was always doing yeah. um I just think he was revolutionary to fashion, not just because I don't want to label it as just a black man who did fashion. I think just as a human being, he brought a lot to the table. He and Ashley were really well paired together. I will miss seeing what they did together because I just, any fashion blogs I follow, anything like that on social media, I always saw him. He attended quite a bit of events and it was always nice to see what he would pop up in. They killed it and so so not only, I mean, obviously it's just very sad that that he's gone in general, but it's it's sad that all that amazing creativity is gone. Yeah, I don't really have anything to say after that. <laughs> only because it's just like a whole sad yeah. thing. So next we're going to talk about Michael B. Jordan, and he is starred by Jason Rimbert. And I'm actually really excited to talk about Jason Rimbert because I'm like a huge fan of his. He's Styles, Issa Rae, Odell Beckham Jr., Zayn. Stop it. He styles Zayn. <laughs> Y'all, I am just realizing this. I am dead. Okay, you have fan number two, Jason, over here now. <laughs> Let me say it again. He styles <laughs> Zayn. <laughs> and he also styles Rita Ora. Um, nice. So the first look we're going to talk about is the 2019 Oscars where Michael B. Jordan is wearing Tom Ford. He is wearing a velvet, I don't know, we were talking about this earlier, I don't yeah. know if it's like a smoking jacket, I don't know if it's a tuxedo jacket, but he's wearing a blue velvet jacket and his pants are like a blackish gray tone and his shirt, he's wearing a tuxedo shirt with like the pins in it and a bow tie. And he looks great. I believe he's there with his mother. And Mm -hmm. yeah, how do you feel about this? I don't like this because I just think that the pants should match the blazer. I understand what they were going for. They're trying to push the envelope here. And I 
I can applaud the effort, but I think the execution, it just looks a little haphazard to me, almost mismatched. Like the tailoring is wonderful. I should state that tailoring fit so, so good. So they, they nailed that. I just don't think that I like these two materials together. They clash. It's a little oil and water for me. Yeah. I mean, I agree because it's like formal. It's like a tuxedo mixed with a suit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it's just I, like a little weird, you know? Like, I understand. Yeah. But it is done. Like I've seen people do that like to New Year's Eve parties. and Maybe it's the colors even, y'all. Like it could be that because there is a place and a way to do this. Yeah. For sure. So the next one we're going to talk about is the 2019 Golden Globes. And Michael is wearing Burberry. And he is wearing a double-breasted tuxedo. That goes down kind of where his thigh is, Mm -hmm. I guess. And then it has like a shiny black lapel. He's wearing a black bow tie as well. And you can see his cufflinks, his watch. He looks great. I mean, like the tailor on Michael B. Jordan, like, needs a raise. Yes. No, they tailored, (laughs) again, tailored the hell out of this. It looks great. I love that it's double-breasted. I mean, that's very Burberry. They're super classic about the way that they present silhouettes on the carpet. He fits that brand really, really well. It makes sense. Him, Burberry, and Coach, like, make sense together. Yeah, he wore Coach to the 2019 Met Gala. And this, I wouldn't expect from Coach, but I know at the Met that they create things for that red carpet. Mm -hmm. So he's wearing a black tuxedo, I would say, and it has, I don't know if that's sequins or like a beadwork to it that's shiny all over his body, like his arms, his chest, and then the pants are all beaded, and he's wearing a black button-down shirt. And the coat is a little bit longer. I don't know how tall he is, but I see that he likes a longer coat. This one's a little bit longer than the last one. And I kind of like this outfit. What do you think about this? The only thing I would have done different are his buttons because I believe they are black buttons, guys. But because of the way they are catching the light, they read white or silver. And that's such a damn shame because, like, I've been there before, too. I've dressed guys before where, like, the buttons on the carpet have transformed into like a different color and that kills me. It's such a small thing, so I'm being a little nitpicky, but that's the only thing that I can see that like kind of stands out. He killed this look. He looks great. He looks confident. He's standing real tall and straight. Like he knows he looks good in this. Like I really like just the overall vibe he's bringing to this look. And it's a tough, I mean, all over beating and sequin, even for a woman, like that, that's just tough. So Kudos to him and his stylist for really going for it. And like Tyree said, good job, Coach, for stretching their wings. Because this coach, I think a coach, I think a suede, I think a leather and shearling, like casual wear. So the fact that Coach can do this is very interesting to me. Yeah, so the last look we're going to talk about is from the AFI Awards. And he is wearing Tom Ford again. This is just a basic blue suit. It does have like a square, like checkered print that's like faded. And he's wearing a white button-down shirt. It's open in the front. It's very casual. Mm -hmm. What do you think about this? Um, It's fine. 
it's for fine. casual. Like, yeah, I, there's just not much to say. He yeah. kind of blends into the step and repeat because, like, it's a different shade of blue, but it's doing that whole monochromatic thing, like blue in the background, blue on him. But the tailoring is what I will focus on more than the suit because the suit's just kind of, like, straightforward. Yeah. The tailoring is immaculate. They know exactly where to cut the sleeves so that you're getting just that teeny tiny sliver of the dress shirt underneath. I mean, it's down to the quarter inch that they've got this down. I I love their tailoring. We don't say that very often here. That's actually one of the things we usually like focus on as like a miss for people. And whoever is tailoring Michael B. Jordan, like Tyree said, they should get a raise (laughs) because it's one of the things you're noticing first when you see him on the carpet. Yeah, and I just love Michael B. Jordan's style. I think he is definitely like a style icon. He mm-hmm. can be put in literally anything because he does have such a good team that fit his clothes so well to him. So that definitely helps for sure. Mm-hmm. And now we're moving into the ladies. Ladies. <laughs> we are starting with Lupita Nyong'o, who is styled by Michaela Erlinger. Michaela's Rolodex of other stars includes Meryl Streep, Diane Kruger, and obviously Miss Lupita herself. The first look that we're going to go into is Louis Vuitton Fall 2020 show. This look is interesting. We see Lupita with a, first of all, she has got a cobalt blue lip. She has uh, dreads that she has worn for this. It's It's sort of a bang where the bangs are beaded. There's white beads at the end of the bangs. Then it's two really, really, really long pigtails that go down past her waist. And then the outfit that they've chosen for her is like a Tiffany blue, three-quarter length, calf length, just sort of... It looks like a jersey model type material. And then at the sleeves, there is a right stripe down the middle of both sleeves. And the middle at her waist has a very big white, it's a corset basically, but just around the waist, it hits right underneath her bust. And then there is a multicolor. It looks like it could be leather. Maybe it's silk. It's the way the light is catching it. But she's got a multicolor strip of fabric that is black, a shade of pink, and a little yellow. And then her shoes. Can't see them super well other than that they are white, so I don't know that they are platform or heel or whatever, but she's wearing a white shoe that has very large gold buckles on it. Tyree, what do you think of her Louis Vuitton look? Um, oh, no. She went for it. I'm going to say she went for it. She committed to this look. Did I describe it okay? It's busy. Like, it's just, it's just a busy look. It has a lot going on. I don't even know. Like, Lupita is so gorgeous that she can literally wear anything. But in my mind, I'm looking at this dress thinking, why would you wear that? But... Is there anyone that we can imagine making this look fly? Well, I think there are some things that you could take away that Lupita could wear this and make it look fly. I think those sleeves need to be, like, taken away. I don't know. I don't really like this look, so... I agree. I, I think don't that know it's... what to say. <laughs> I mean, she's wearing Louis Vuitton at the Louis Vuitton show, so, like, she had to wear this outfit. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure she has other Louis Vuitton, so they probably just made this and put it on her, and then she was like, oh, let's do a blue lip, and let's do this, and let's do that. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to pass on anything because I agree with Tyree's assessment. The next look that we are going to talk about is Lupita at the Delta Sky Miles American Express cards launch, and she is wearing Dolce & Gabbana. 
Gonna have some thoughts about that. Um, oh, but her outfit that she is wearing, she is in a little like summer dress. It's a mini dress that's three quarter length sleeve. It seems like she favors three quarter length. The background again, Tiffany blue, and the flowers are purple, pinks, and yellows. But it's all over floral. It's got. It looks like it's got a pussy bow like collar on it and then a pleated mini skirt paired with it looks like a mesh and leather lavender pump that has an open back and her hair she's got like a little short bob going on it looks like and very minimal jewelry silver some rings and a little drop earring yeah what do you think? I actually love this I think this is super cute I think that it doesn't look like Dolce & Gabbana it looks like a Prada mm-hmm. or some I don't know, something else. No, I totally agree. But the silhouette itself, I think that there's a lot going on within the dress. Like, it's rouged at the waist. It has a pleated skirt. It has a tie around the neck and some things going on on the arms. And it's floral. But I think that they did a good job keeping it simple because there's so much going on within the dress. And then, like, her shoes match the color of the flowers. It's cute. I mean, I think it's cute, fun, like... The Delta Sky Miles American Express. I'm here, like, I think it's cute. It's a nice play on, like, a flight attendant look. Like, it's got oh. reminiscent, like, her collar reminds me of that. So I'm, I'm going to say maybe that was strategical and it works here. The only downside, I don't love that she's in Dolce & Gabbana. I think that their brand is, I'm just going to be honest, guys, I think their brand is super racist. I think they're problematic, and I don't like when any actors wear it. So for me, that that's a miss, but... I do agree it looks more like a Prada or something else. Oh, Next look. What? Okay. <laughs> Next look. She is in another Dolce & Gabbana to the Santa Barbara International Film Festival. Lupita is wearing, guys, this is the third three-quarter length sleeve that we see her in. She is wearing a chiffon mini dress. This is beautiful. It's all over floral. It's got very fluttery sleeves. It's got multi-tier going on in the mini skirt part of it. It's a boat neck. And then, again, she's very minimal and strategic about her jewelry. She's got a lot of rings on, but they're like different sizes and thin and stacked and silver and diamond, it looks like. And she's got, again, just a very simple silver drop earring. Her hair is pulled back in a really poofy bun and it looks like they've got some silver, some sort of string or like leather in her hair that's wrapped around it. And her shoes are just a very simple, like a Stuart Weisman, like nudist style silver ankle sandal. Yeah, this one I don't really care for. I think, (laughs) I don't know what it is. Like, now that you said, like, oh, she's wearing another three-quarter. I think the skirt, like, she should have done a longer dress version of it. Mm. I think sometimes that younger skirt that, like, stops at the thigh or above your knee reads as, like, a little bit younger. So, like, Mm -hmm. I think that she's giving me a younger vibe. Which is totally fine because, like, her legs look amazing. It's Lupita. But I will say, and I hope that you guys don't kill me, (laughs) but this dress makes her look a little bit bigger, like, more full. Because there's, like, a lot of stuff going on. And there's nothing to, like, break up her shape. So it's, like, it's over her shoulders. It's over her waist. it's Like, it's just a bunch of fabric just layered on top of each other. Mm in one dress that it gives her more of a fuller vibe. Mm -hmm. And I don't really 
like it that much. So I like this dress and I like it somewhere else. I would love to see this in like Cannes at the film mm, festival, yeah. like during a like press junket day situation. I think she would look so appropriate, so cute for that. I also think because those photo shoots are like at that iconic like outdoor spot, I think with wind flowing, that yeah. would help show her like shape better. Yeah. And I think with that skirt being longer mm-hmm. and with wind flowing, it will show like movement and like fullerness. Like yeah. It as a skirt, it's kind of like just a bunch of fabric. Just yeah, stuff. I just, I believe it's a great look. I I could see how they'd get excited at a fitting, like, for this look. I think that they chose the wrong event to send this down the carpet, unfortunately. Yeah. And then the last look for Lupita, she is wearing Louis Vuitton to the 2020 SAG Awards. She is wearing a strapless column dress that at the bust is knotted in the middle and then it twists out into a flare and it's all solid white. Then starting right underneath her bust all the way down to the rest of the gown, she is wearing, it's a black all over sequin floral pattern that's going on. And then again with the simple jewelry, she's just got like a diamond uh, sort of cuff situation going on. It looks like a ring, maybe two. I don't see an earring here, and we clipped, well, I clipped her hair on accident, but her <laughs> hair is in an updo. It's very, very simple. What do you think, Tyree? I love this. I think that it's just a signature dress. Like, it's black and white. It has flowers. It goes straight down to the ground. I think it's belted, and it has, like, a tiny belt around it. It's very simple. It's not blowing me away, mm-hmm. but... It's nice. It fits well. Yeah. It looks really good. Like they, I'm sure they were so pleased that the background, the step and repeat looks the way it does because she compliments it so very well. I love the white. That stark white over the bust is super effective against her skin color and just like she's able to pull that off because it's, yeah. it's a really stark look. I don't love the all over sequin. I wish maybe the, the beading had been done a little different. It looks a little dated. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, so I think with this, a lot of my problems with people's dressing is, like, the fit. And I feel like this fits great, but I probably would have taken, like, three, two to three feet off the bottom and made it, like, a T-length or Mm -hmm. something. Because it doesn't break up her body to make her, like, longer. Like, Lupita could literally wear anything. Obviously, we've seen her wear, like, everything and been blown away each time. So I'm being very critical, obviously. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think I like this dress, but I feel like, I don't know, they should have taken like a couple feet off the bottom. Yeah, it's it's not a complete, you know, A+. That would have made it more functional for this time. Not as dated as you would think. Yeah, but it's, it's cute. It is Overall, cute. her style is really strong. Next, we have the lovely and brilliant Denai Guerrera, and we have her in Mugler at the 2020 SAG Awards as well. She's in a <laughs> coral dress that is long. It has um, like a midway length type of train. It's a tank style. It's very, very, very low cut and rounded at the cleavage. She's got beautiful jewelry on. It looks like there's diamonds and emeralds. And so, I mean, goodness, emeralds. Paired with coral, like 
give me more. She has some like little cocktail rings on and it looks like she's got her hair up in like a little top knot situation. I'm trying to zoom in on this photo. (laughs) And guys, she is styled by Thomas Carter Phillips, who I personally adore. I think he's great. One of his other clients that I'm sure you guys will know of is Millie Bobby Brown. What do we think of the SAG Award look? I love this look. I always think that less is more Mm -hmm. and she is wearing just a simple kind of bodycon dress, but it has a train that starts like way later. I don't know what else I would add to this Mm -hmm. because like then you would be like, oh, like you're doing too much. Mm -hmm. But her body looks banging. The necklace is perfect because it takes away from the fact that her chest is kind of out. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think she looks great. I think she has like one ring on one hand and a ring on the other hand. Like, I love this Mugler. And looking at her necklace, because I'm nitpicking and have to like correct myself, it's actually multi gemstone. So it looks like amethyst is in there, yellow diamond. It's, it's multicolor. So still very, very pretty against this coral look. I think they did great. Her next look, she is in Jonathan Cohen for the SAG Awards nominations announcement. This dress finds her in. She's got, I'm going to start from the top to the bottom. So her hair is up. It looks like in a little like high ponytail and she's got like a long side swept bang and it's like a crimped style that she's got going on. Her dress is an A-length sort of bodycon navy blue dress with sleeves that are very short sleeves that are very billowy and have multicolor floral appliques on them. And then she has paired it with just a closed toe suede heel that is coral matching some of the, the floral colors going on at the sleeve. And she does have some jewelry, but it's very minimal. Earrings and little rings. Yeah, so with this, it's very simple. Again, her body looks amazing. <laughs> like, you can see her shape perfectly. Mm-hmm. And also, she's at a... SAG Awards nomination, so it's like a press event, so like she doesn't have to go like too over the top. Mm-hmm. And it's very simple, it's blue. I don't really know what else to say. Like I'm not I'm not mad at it. She looks like like a teacher, a secretary. <laughs> she looks like a principal or like something that's like she's just wearing a simple dress with yeah. sleeves. <laughs> I think it's great for where she's going to. Yeah. Um, anything that I would have to say would be nitpicky. So I'm just going to say overall, they they did a really nice yeah, job on I love this. That. Her next look, another Jonathan Cohen and this is for the Impact Awards. So this dress, oh, this dress is busy and I don't know how to describe it. She has got on a tank style full length gown but it is fringed y'all and there is fringe all the way to the bottom and it is multicolor think of like graffiti like splash art Oh, it's tinsel? No, it looks like tinsel. Oh, yeah, it's very much like that sort of material. (laughs) And there is a keyhole cutout right underneath her bust, like showing the top of her stomach and like starts at the bottom of her bosom. And then her hair is just upswept and it looks like she's got like a little drop, like oval diamond earring. What do you think? Um, (sighs) I think that I... Don't really care for this look. I think that the idea was there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on. I think it's like, I don't know if that's like shiny or if like that's just like what the image looks like. The keyhole is a little distracting. I would have, again, taken off like probably two feet of this dress. Like at the end, it made it like 
the Supremes or like Diana Ross, you know, it looks mm-hmm. and then like done a little shimmy. Yeah. You know, it looks like she is just kind of like put into this dress and like it's like here. Yeah, it looks, y'all, I'm going to take it back and it's going to get dated. But like if you got women listening, especially if y'all remember cachet, which was like where you get your homecoming and prom dresses in the early 2000s, this is all kinds of cachet to me. And that's not a bad thing, but it's just dated. And I think that there is a way this silhouette, even with that kind of like controversial keyhole, could have worked. But I think it's the material and the color that's throwing me off and making this a miss. Yeah. And then her last look, she is in a very pretty Tory Burch at the 2019 Glamour Women of the Year Awards. It is an all-over gingham in a peach color. Actually, it, it might be polka dot, but it looks... It looks a little gingham-ish, but that type of material. It is long sleeve. The, sh- the sleeves are sheer. And then it is a pussy bow collar, but the bow goes all the way down to the tops of her thigh, basically. So it's an over-exaggerated bow. And then the column of the skirt just has like tiers of like kind of a ruffled overlay. We can't really see her shoe, but she's wearing some sort of like strappy sandal. And again, her jewelry is very minimal. She's just in a drop earring and it looks like like a cocktail ring. Yeah, this look I love. I think this is very fashion forward. Mm -hmm. The color looks amazing. I think that there's a lot going on with like the bows and the ruffles and it's long sleeve and the the sleeves are sheer, but there are so many things that are going on that work well with what's going on. So like, I love it. I think also, I don't know if that's like a skirt with the top. I don't remember how you described it, even though I was listening. (laughs) The the pussy bow? Oh, no, the Color? skirt. Oh, uh, just tears. It's like a tiered overlay. Okay, well, the tears start, like, right under her bosom. And it's, like, the shape it takes in her waist, or I guess it would be, like, above your waist. But yeah. it takes in that part of her body so good that the skirt, like, flares out. I don't know. I just love it because it gives her body shape with so much that is going on. Mm-hmm. I think this is great. I love everything about this look. It's complimentary coloring for her. She wears the dress. The dress doesn't wear her. And it it could very, very easily go the other way. I think that she and Thomas did a really nice job here. And I'm going to let Tyree take it away for the last lady we're going to yes. talk about. So the last person we're going to talk about is Miss Angela Bassett. And we don't really know who she's... Oh, yeah. Do we know who she's styled by? Uh, yeah, I don't know who styles. And I'm so sorry, too, because it's probably someone we know of. Yeah, it is probably someone <laughs> we know. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is the SAG-AFTRA Foundation's fourth annual Patron of the Artists Awards. And she's wearing, it looks like a two-piece outfit. She's wearing black pants, and she's wearing a kind of just like a black top that has, what do we call those sleeves? Puff. Yeah, she's wearing puffer sleeves that go below her elbow. And then the top part of it has like gold and silver beading. And she is carrying this black spiked bag. And honestly, I think she looks great. Like it's very simple. It's very like I'm here for the event, but I'm not like dressed 
like to the nines, mm-hmm. but I'm Angela Bassett. I think that she <laughs> looks great. Yeah. Like I'll say that she looks great. The outfit is just, it would probably look good on anybody because it's yeah. very straightforward. So the outfit isn't like, it's neither good nor bad nor selling me on anything. But like, I'm looking at her. I'm looking at her physique, her skin, her hair, which is radiant. She looks wonderful. She's very mesmerizing on the carpet. (laughs) So the next look we're going to talk about is, I believe, at the Valentino show. And she's wearing Valentino Fall 2020. It is a shirt dress that goes all the way down to her ankles. And it's buttoned up in the front. It's long sleeves. And then it has, like, this green, leafy, like, applique that goes over her chest. And then there's some on the sleeves. And then it goes all the way down where the buttons are. And then she's wearing this white strappy sandal that have feathers on it. And she looks like Naomi Campbell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she has a bang. She's wearing sunglasses. Yeah, she just looks like a boss. I love her little belt too. She's got a really thick leather belt that's like sort of a Tiffany color blue. We, we A lot of Tiffany blue today with the classic V symbol going on at the buckle. She does look like Naomi. She looks like a boss. She's owning this look. Her clutch that she's got, like her accessories are on fire. Like this belt, this sunglass, this clutch, these really amazing shoes that like Tyree said, have little feathers at the ankle and they're like twist around like anklet like style. It's just, I have so much to look at. And I think this is great. I will not say the phrase, I'm like I'm saying I won't say it, although I'm saying it, <laughs> the women her age. But I think that just for an actress who's been at this for a minute, for her to be able to be this playful still is such a fresh breath of air. I think that you could get stuck in at this point in your career, like having a look the way that like, you know, like a Meryl Streep, you know how Meryl has just like a look and almost even a uniform. I think this is great that we're seeing just so many different styles for Angela. She has fun with her fashion, and I just really appreciate that. Yes, she definitely does have fun with her fashion. And I will say that I did find her stylist. Who is it? It is Jennifer Austin. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who that is, but go, Jennifer. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So... She has worked with Niecy Nash. She's worked with Tasha Smith. And she also works with Angela Bassett. Wonderful. So the last look that we're going to talk about with Angela Bassett is an ASEAN Asta gown that she wore to the 2020 NAACP Image Awards. And this dress, I don't really know how to describe this dress. I believe the chest looks like it has a lot of folds. It's Mm -hmm. like 3D. It has folds. It looks like origami. And then it looks like it's belted at the waist. And then it just goes straight down to the bottom. It's like a column (laughs) Yeah, it goes down like a column dress. It has like a slit on the side that probably goes to her knee. And then it has like a round train. And she's also wearing a green clutch and some drop earrings. This color is beautiful on her, guys. Like, definitely check out our Instagram to see this photo because... I mean, goodness, it's like a seafoam green and it's just so pretty. I'm not looking at the carpet. I'm not looking at the step and repeat. I am looking at her. These arms, y'all, like these guns she's bringing to the show is just, 
insane. Like her physique is beautiful. And I really like her accessories. I love the earring. Um, her hair is half up, half down, and like it's all pushed back behind her. I think that was a great call because her earring is, it's such a good one. I don't usually notice stuff like that, but because it's got complimentary coloring to her gown, I did notice this. And I think also the clutch, like her and Jennifer did a really nice job here with the strategic accessories that they paired. Yeah, how do you feel about the dress? It's... It's just not really working for me. I love the top half. I I love it to the waist up. The waist down, there's just some interesting stuff going on with all the fabric. It's a little overload on the fabric. It gives me kind of geisha sort of vibes, and I don't know that I love that when you look at the top of the dress. So I'm a little more on the fence with the overall look. I think I just like Angela a lot, so <laughs> I want to give her props, but it's not the strongest gown she's she's worn. Yeah, I agree. I love the color. I think Angela Bassett looks great, and She's out here rocking, like, fresh face, nice body. The dress, I don't know what I would possibly do to that dress other than pick another one, but (laughs) it's not bad. I don't hate it, but I just think, like, you know, she can just wear anything, so it's like I wouldn't have put her in that, maybe. Yeah. And that rounds up the red carpet. Guys, we are at episode 12 of the DM. Tyree, how are you feeling about that? 12 episode episodes? 12. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm glad that people enjoy listening to us. I think, should we say that we're going to season two? Yeah, let's tell them. <laughs> I am excited to be going into a season two and excited to do different things for season two. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy. I'm proud of us. I'm (laughs) proud of us. I am proud of our viewership. We've gotten a lot of love from our friends, family, and people we don't know. And you guys are just great. And this is so much fun. You know, we started this kind of in a quarantine time where it was... It was just sort of an experiment, to yeah. be honest. And it grew into something. I think we both love this. I have such a great time with Tyree. He is a wonderful, wonderful co-host to have. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I just, I have a blast doing this. I could easily have this be my nine to five. So thank you guys for tuning in to season one of The DM. You'll find links to Black Panther's homepage and streaming services in the description box below. A special thank you to Nearby Sound for our theme song. If you enjoyed the show, please introduce a friend to our work and tell them to subscribe. Follow us on the DM.net or on Instagram. The DM is produced by Joe Passarelli, Audrey Brianne, and Tyree. Thank you so much for joining us in another episode of The DM. We would love if you guys would come and follow us. Get in our DMs. You can follow me at Audrey Brienne and AudreyBrienne.com. You can follow me, Tyree's Style, S-S-T-Y-L-E, or Tyree'sStyle.com. So you guys can find us at The DM on iTunes and anywhere that podcasts are available on your device. Thank you so, so, so much for tuning in. I hope you guys really enjoyed this. This was super, super fun. Thank you. Bye, Bye guys.